This is Kyle Yuschek. This is Kyle Yuschek, and you're listening to Nothing But Niners. This is Charles Haley. You're listening to Nothing But Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in there end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handle, hits the right, gets to the 20. He's in the 30. Needs to cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks the third tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's down to the 20. He's down to the 10. He's down to the 5. He's down to the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown. 49ers. 96-yard run from scrimmage. Garrison Hurst breaking tackle after tackle. Sweeps down the sideline. Throws off bodies like clothes after a marathon. Young, back to throw. In trouble. He's going to be sacked. No, gets away. He runs. Gets away again. Goes to the 40. Gets away again. To the 35. Gets back at the 30. To the 20. The 50. The 10. He died. Touchdown, 49ers. Third down. Alex takes the snap. Alex looking down in post. Guys, we are back. I promise you guys a special guest on this episode. He is right here to my right. My man, Eric Crocker, is in the building, man. We got some things to argue about. Something Maybe not argue. Maybe not to argue. Uh, some things to discuss. Have a discussion. Not... Debate. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be a nice, friendly discussion. Uh, I'm going to run through these formalities really quick. I'll get to uh, Eric Crocker. Uh, we, we should have Tony joining soon, our resident GM. Uh, we're going to have a really, really fun discussion here. But, guys, listen, if this is your first time here and, you, and you're catching the show, for the first time ever. I don't know what brought you here, but I thank you guys, all right? Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and do me a favor. Turn on your notifications because you never know when we're going live. We bring you guys impromptu shows, breaking news videos, and things like that. Sometimes I'm sitting around, and I'm just bored. It's a nice day. I'm outside in the backyard. I'm bored, and I just want to talk to the faithful. So that's why it's important to have your notifications turned on. Make sure you do that, all right? Give us a follow on some of our social media platforms. We have Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. Those handles are all the same. They are nothing but nine. That is the number nine. Nothing but nine. E-R-S. All right. So make sure you get on over there. All three of them, Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. We live. It's going down. Make sure you guys are there. Don't be the last ones to join. And definitely, definitely don't miss out on our Facebook and our Twitch channels. Every show is live on Twitch. I don't really know what else Twitch is for. I'll be honest with you guys, man. I don't know how to use that shit. I'm not going to lie. I, I have no idea what Twitch is for, but we got one. And we're live on Twitch right now. So shout out to the Twitch community. You guys leave your comments, leave your chats and all that stuff there. But Facebook is absolutely our biggest, biggest, biggest community, man. Uh, last time I checked, it was over 20,000 strong over on our Facebook community. So guys, get on over there. Uh, be active in the community. Piss people off. Start some arguments. All that good stuff. I'm entertained by it. As long as you're respectful to your fellow faithful, I'm okay with it. So get on over there to the Facebook page, okay? Patreon, man. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Complete moment of clarity right now all right i'm, I'm gonna zoom in i want y'all to know that what i'm telling you is real okay where's my zoom at there's my zoom 
There it is. I'm going to look y'all in the eye and tell y'all the guys the honest truth. In the last week, in the last two weeks, there have been more episodes on Patreon than there has been on Nothing But Niners on the YouTube page. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not doing it like that on purpose. It's just the way it is, guys. So I apologize about that. Head on over there to patreon.com slash NB9ERS. I don't have anybody filtering me. I don't have to worry about if I'm going to offend somebody else that's on the show or anything like that. I just get to be me, be real, be raw, and tell you guys that I think the Niners be tripping sometimes or the Niners don't do enough or the person that I be doing shows would just be bugging and I couldn't get a word out. So I had to go over there and vent like it's, it's that's what the Patreon is for. So head on over there, guys. Patreon.com uh, slash NB9 ERS. If you have questions, comments, concerns, suggestions for the shows, you want to leave us some feedback or something like that. I'm all for it, man. I, I promise you guys that we are nothing without the faithful. Uh, so if you guys have any kind of feedback, send me an email nb9ers at nothingbutniners.com it comes directly to my cell phone there is no mistakes about that at all okay so make sure you guys send them on over i'm your guy mike andrews you guys see the handle right here below it's mike andrews 83 to my right he's my guy eric crocker e what's going on baby how you doing man what's good man i'm chilling i'm chilling Man, y'all, you you just got off recording your other episode over there. Now, did y'all do it live? How do y'all determine which ones you do live and which ones y'all just do for production and and, and send out? Uh, it's it's pretty random. Uh, just some nights. Typically, I would say Sundays and Thursdays we typically go live. So, uh, okay. There's no, but there's no like reason behind it. It's just oh, we just go live on Thursdays and Sundays. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Cool. So tonight was a live episode. Tonight was a live episode. Yes. Now, do when you when you go live, right? If you pull up your YouTube in a separate window right now, right, and you see like, oh, nothing but Niners is live, or or um, or uh, uh, um, God damn, I'm, my mind is like really really messed up right now. Um, the you, what's your God man? Don't tell me because like this is really bad. I can't I can't get the words I'm looking for. So like if you if you open up your YouTube, it'll say nothing but Niners is live right now, right? Or it'll say Eric Crocker is live right now. Or it'll say um uh you and BD Peacock. God damn what locked on 49ers. I, locked on. God I could not yo, I everything in me wanted to say believe in, but I knew it was that wasn't the right we one. are not the believe network. I, I know my bad, my apologies, right? But it'll say locked on 49ers is live right now. When you when you do that, do you go to your personal one and share it? No, I don't. I can do that. So, all right, so he, we're going to do a tester right now, right? So in your browser, open up your YouTube page. Now, whatever page you're logged on in as, if you are subscribed to Nothing But Niners or Locked On or whatever, you'll see that they just did a show and you look at your subscribers list, right? Yeah, hold on, hold on. And then you can actually hit the share button and it posts it, it posts them being live to your channel. So now your viewers know that the other channel is actually live. And he's saying he's never done this before. See, look, I'm all about spreading the love. No, Mike is not okay, guys. I've had a long day. I see the comment in there. Can you dig it? No, I'm not okay. I, my brain was really froze. I couldn't get locked on. Everything was saying believe in, believe in. And they haven't done a show in months. That's the crazy <laughs> part. Like, I, like it's not. I, I don't know what it is. Look at that. Do I have Eric Crocker and Eric Davis on the same level in my mind? That's crazy. I don't I don't know what's going on right now. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the Eric thing. I don't see all. Oh, so he not subscribed. So if you look to your on the left of your screen, it's kind of weird yeah. though because it's really weird how my stuff is set up. Like when I go to YouTube, 
it's under a totally different account. And then I have to switch to my main account for some reason that I use. But then if I like try to go to YouTube, then it switches me back to the other one that I'm not. Yes. Like, yeah. No, no. I'm there. I got I, six I different ones. It always sends me to my default one. I got six different ones. Then I yeah. got to switch it back and all that stuff. And then I can see who I'm subscribed to. Yeah. But what yeah. I'm saying is you can share. Like, I'm not asking you to do it right now. So don't, right. don't, I don't want you to do it. But when y'all go live when you're locked on, Log into your YouTube for your Eric Crocker one, right? For your for your uh, and first share month. that I'm with. Okay, gotcha. And then when you hit share, it'll let you create a post. It said you can post it on your Twitter. It'll say create a post, and then it shares it to your YouTube community, just uh, like that. Okay. Oh, that's and dope. if you if you got the locked on, if you have the all right, here's a little secret. If you got the locked on, log in on your computer, which I do. Right. When you go live on your Eric Crocker one. Open up from the locked on page and, and share, share the Eric Crocker one. And now, boom, you merging them. And that's what I do. So when I see that my people are on, I go to their pages, I hit share real quick, and I'm letting my nothing but Niners followers know that this show is on right now and they can watch it also. I and that's know. just that's, that's spreading the love. That's all that is. That's, that's yeah. spreading the love. That's spreading the love. So look, man, we here, man. Uh, so I was doing a um I was doing one of my Patreon clips earlier today. I called you. I called Wayne Breezy. I called uh, our resident GM and Tony. I called um, I called Jason Aponte, right? Um, I called you guys and I asked you guys a very, very specific question. We're going to start with this right now. We're just going to get to get this out the way. All right. Um, and the question was, if Twitter exploded with breaking news and it said that the 49ers traded up to the bottom of the second round, what position would you assume they traded up for and why. And do you want me to tell them what my response was, or are you going? Well, I d all right, yeah. We, well, yeah. Let's start with yours. Go ahead. G go ahead and give us the why. Go, go ahead and give us what what position you thought it was, and then we'll, we'll break down the why. Yeah, go ahead. My response was receiver, and I now, know that's a little bit more shocking. Well, go ahead. That, that's kind of wild, right? Like the receipt. We got Debo. We got Ayuk, right? And thank you, baby. Uh, Ayuk is like. Like that guy, right? Yeah, I think he had a better receiving year than Debo did. I don't know what Debo's final yards were, but I don't think Debo broke 1K this year. Ayuk did, right? Um, and Ayuk wasn't even the targeted guy all season long. He posted that tweet about being the fourth target in a run first system, and I still got 1K. Like, you know, like they got to smell me out here. Like he he patting himself on the chest. Um, and yet he's under he's under contract this year. We have his rights for next year if we want him. Debo's under contract for this year and next year if we want him. Um, now, we did sign Jawan Jennings to the one-year little floater. Uh, what's And we, we just drafted uh, Danny, uh, Danny Gray. Gray. What's, your, what's your resentment towards the receiving room, man? It sounds like, sounds like a little bit of hate. What's going on, bro? Uh, it's not so much hate or, or resentment. Uh, obviously, I think the guys are all uh, ter terrific receivers in their own right. Uh, they have different strengths. You know, I think when you look at Debo Samuel, he's a guy who just finds different ways to get the ball in his hands. Look at Brandon Ayuk. I think there are a lot of people that call him wide receiver one, even though I still think it's Debo Samuel. But in the sense of, I think what they're saying is he's wide receiver one because he's the most pure receiver, which I understand that. I understand that. Uh, but like he said, I'm the fourth option in this offense. And, and he is. So... Uh, when you look at it from that, that perspective, and then you're talking about trading up into the second round, and this was the part that made more sense for me. Everything I – the way I view a lot of things is from a value standpoint. And when I look at 
these other positions, cornerback, edge rusher, left tackle, those are definitely much more pressing needs for the 49ers than the receiver is by far. But it is very hard. If you look around the league, if you look at all pro teams, if you look at that, to hit on a late second round cornerback uh, uh, tackle and cornerback. It's just rare. Those The guys that are typically year in and year out great at those positions, tackle, corner, and, and edge, they go first round. They go first round. So for me, if I go in, again, I know 49ers drafted Drake Jackson, and we'll see. But right now, as you can see, everybody wants edge, and they just drafted somebody second round at edge. But that just goes to show you how there is a drastic drop-off in the value of that position in those positions the later in the draft that you get, even late second round. But receiver, to me, that's the one where it's almost like the safest position to where you can strike gold on a receiver in the second round. And we see it all the time. Not just one year, not just one guy, right? Like I could point to Mason Crosby, who was a fourth-round pick, and he's an amazing edge rusher, one of the best in the league. But, I mean, between Mason Crosby and any other edge rusher that you've ever heard of in the fourth round that's, like, legit or all-pro, I mean, is he the only all-pro fourth-round edge rusher, like, in the last 20 years? So, but for, at the receiver position, you see second-round picks be great all the time at that position. So, for me, it was either between linebacker, uh, receiver, or tight end. And I just think there's so much value. It's so easy to hit on receivers. So that would be the position. If I'm going to trade up for one guy and I want to make sure and guarantee I get the most value out of this guy, it would definitely be a receiver. And that was just kind of my thinking behind it. Right. Now, see, and I thought about it quick while I was taking a shower. So, No, and, and you, like, you, you got back to me real quick and everything, and I, I do appreciate that, right? Like the, pur the purpose of the episode that I was doing was that I was frustrated because I can't tell what the Niners' top priority is in this draft. I, I have no idea. Now, we have three out of four picks in a row – but we have to wait till number 99 to get there. And so I don't really care what which position we take first, right? Like all four picks are likely to be on the board. Like if they get to 99, they're good with the next three picks. Like I, I know that they're gonna they're gonna know what they want to do. But my issue was hopefully because they what they, they didn't they just have I mean, how many picks in the in the third round last year? And they drafted Ty Davis Price and, and Danny Gray. And I mean, I mean get rookies, and I know Kyle, you know, he can kind of get a little weird with rookies sometimes, but how much did those guys play? And it felt like I don't, he think, he got, I don't think he. I don't think he got weird. I don't think he got weird at all. I think Kyle, and this this not just Kyle. I think the team. So all right, we got we have, we have to really take an honest and earnest step back here, right? In 2017, when they took over, it was literally the worst roster in the NFL. Correct. So every draft pick was going to make the roster because there was a mass exodus of other players. Right. The next year, Kendrick the same Bourne, thing Trent Taylor, like those guys were going to play. Right, right. They didn't bring back Jeremy Curley, who was the team's leading receiver the previous season. Right. They just said, no, we can find better than that in the draft. We can we can get other guys in here for that. We're going to go out and get a guy like Pierre Garçon. We're going to draft guys. Right. They did those kind of things and they were content with that. Right. So when you when you have a draft class and everybody makes it and everybody contributes, that means you likely had a bad roster. But what happens when you have a good team or a stacked team? You got 11 picks, you'll be lucky if four of them make it. You'll be lucky if four of those players sincerely contribute in their rookie seasons. Like, And, and I think lucky might be a stretch. That's where the Niners are right now. We yeah. have, we, Mike, we, yes, that's where they are. 
but we're talking about second and third round picks. Like those guys, no matter how good your team is, they usually play. Like they did not want to play Danny Gray. He how, was what a, did he have one catch on the year? He he was a late third round guy. Tight end is price. And again, for whatever reason, Mason got more love than him. Wasn't even close. Okay, now that part is true. But but that's the running back. Running Drake back Jackson, to... they started off playing him. He played more early on. Then they said, mm, we're not going to deal with whatever it is that you're going through. So you're just going to be a healthy scratcher, but, but what inactive. Was, what was their reasoning behind that? They said that we were going to be playing more teams that are going to try to run the ball against us. So you make him inactive? Right. Your second round pick, inactive. Because they needed more defensive tackles up. That's what they, they, they that was not my words. That's what, I'm just telling what they said. And then they tried to say that that's his not legs what he said, under him. They said his, his legs weren't under him. He wasn't used to playing the long season. Yeah, yeah that's what they said. He wasn't strong enough, need to get stronger, all these things. But ultimately, yeah. what they're saying is, mm, we're cool. Not good enough. See, that's where I disagree. That's where I disagree. <laughs> Through like six games, my man had five sacks. What else you want from him? Three, but who's counting? Nah, he had he had more than three sacks on the year. Yeah, he had three. I think he had three on the oh, season. Oh, it was, I'm but sorry, he had three right. right away. He did. It was through five games he had three sacks. That's what yeah. it was. And, and then and then and then he kind of tapered off a little bit, which could right. be true. But the 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 thing with Kyle, and we've seen this, and we know this about him, he is not about at this stage of where the 49ers are going through the necessary lumps for a lot of young guys. Look at Womack. Womack played first two games, and I would say most of us would say, man, Samuel Womack, he's doing cool. Third game, he wasn't in there. It's like, wait, where's Womack? Wait, what? what? Down with the North starting in the slot? What, what happened with Womack? I don't even know what he did wrong. Now I've heard different things. I remember Richard Sherman said something about run fits and stuff. I don't know. But I know one thing. Whatever it was, I didn't notice it, so it couldn't have been, like, the worst thing ever. And it just wasn't in there. They have zero tolerance for these young guys that actually kind of need to go through that. Even with uh, Spencer, Spencer Burford. Like, Spencer Burford, it was like, we're going to rotate you with Daniel Brunskill. Like, what? I've never seen that. They rotate him like it was like uh, college, like a, a, a senior. And it's like you got the junior who you want to start, but then the senior. And it's like, uh, well, you're kind of insurance, but we're going to play you. And we're going to take this guy out sometimes. And then we're going to put you. It's like, what the hell are you doing? See, I, all right, I, I like everything you're saying because I, I'd like to pride myself on thinking outside the box. And I think I see the Niners plan. You're going to think I'm crazy, so I'm going <laughs> to let me, let me walk you through it, okay? Yeah. La last year at the draft, la not last year, the year before, during the draft, who was our second-round pick? Drake Aaron Banks. No, oh, you talking Banks. about the year before? Yeah, yeah, the year before. It was Aaron Banks. Right. And everybody called that man a bust. Aaron Banks couldn't beat out the right guard. He's a bust. We need to move on from him. He's not a fit. Remember, it was, but, but, it was but when you say everybody, who are you talking about? Are you just talking about like the, the, the math is on social media? How's that? You're you're talking about not like, you two, you 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 and BD too. Y'all no, no, said no, 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 that no, 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 he no. wasn't a fit. Y'all didn't get it. No, I said when he was drafted that he was not a fit. Yes. Yes, that's what I'm right, saying. and he wasn't like he did not play. That 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 wait, and that's where I want to stop you. Not a fit and did not play does not. They're not the same, and that, that's what I want to get to. The, 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 they to are get. the same in that scenario. Do you know why? See, now we're no. now we're, it's kind of an argument, but it's a debate. Here but this go. is why. Good. Yeah, this and I'm gonna challenge you, Mike. I'm gonna challenge. I'm gonna push back, but I'm gonna give you the floor. When go you ahead. are drafted in this second round, and I said this in the text, right? I was like, 
in, in those rounds, or what I said, I said receivers, uh, interior offensive linemen, linebackers, right? Like, so in that round, in the second round, like typically they draft you there, they want you to play. We're, we're drafting you. You don't draft a guard in the second round and be like, ah, we're just going to redshirt you. No, he, what I saw on film, it's like, bro, y'all lied to us. You said he was athletic, you said all these things. I watched the film. And I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? He, and so one thing about Kyle, which I love, he is brutally honest with all of his players. He's brutally honest with Ayuk, even when he came out and said, if we would have had healthier receivers, Ayuk wouldn't have played as much as a rookie, right? He's brutally honest with really all of his players. You're not doing what you're supposed to do. Like, he doesn't want to play you. And I think he was very brutally honest probably with Aaron Banks. And Aaron Banks was smart enough to take it as a challenge. And, hey, the things that you believe I need to work on I'm going to bust my ass this offseason and improve on all of those things. And I think he did. And I think he did. And he had a terrific season. So one thing about me, if I make a statement on a guy, I, I'll be the first to tell you, I will not tell anybody what someone will be. Look, I don't know what they're going to be. I'll tell you where they are right now. And I know when I watched Aaron Banks, when I evaluated his college film, I did not think he was a fit for the 49ers offense. And... He did not play, and he had to change, and he did. They talked about changing his body. He had to be able to move better, like all those things, and he did it, and that is kudos to him. And I hope that everybody else that, that you know, Brandon Ayuk, I just watched clips on, shout out to my guy Brad, uh, Graham, and he posted a clip of Brandon Ayuk, like, muscling an a, a Arizona Cardinal, or it was, a, it was some linebacker to the ground, and then getting over him, right, and I'm like, got that dog in him. And it's like, yeah. I feel like when Kyle challenged him, like that's part of him taking on the challenge, right? Like answering the call. And some of the guys can't do that. You know, some of the guys can't do that. But clearly Aaron Banks did. So he didn't play as a rookie. He wasn't good enough. He just wasn't. All right, so he, this this is where my pushback comes from, right? I know you you and all the, the, the draft guys who go heavy in it, the film watchers, right? Y'all go in and see what you see on a regular basis and try to apply the regular basis to fitting in the current system. But that's not, in my opinion, what the draft is for. The draft is for looking at the flashes and making the flashes a regular. Okay? Now, just hear me out. I, 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 they, I they, they picked Aaron Banks, in my opinion. I could be completely wrong here. They picked Aaron Banks to be the heir apparent for Lakin Tomlinson. They never really wanted him to be the right guard because he played on the left side in college, right? True or false? Just tell me true or false. False! You are not drafting a guard no, no, no. in the second round and, and your plans are to redshirt him because you have Lincoln Thomason. Where, no way! I'm not believing that. Where did he play in college? He did play left guard. Okay, okay. so just, just, just follow me for a second. Just, where where, where, where did Spencer Burford play? He didn't play right guard. He played left tackle. Right, but hear, hear me out. Hear, please, we're going to get there. I promise you. I'm, I'm going to slow walk you there. But you got you to you go on this journey with me, right? Aaron Banks was a left guard in college. Lincoln Tomlinson was on his last year when we drafted him, right? We'll see if we can bump you to right guard. Hey, you didn't get it. Cool. In the meantime, this is what we want you to work on. Right. But if you look at the flashes, if you look at his phenomenal plays on tape, it's what we saw all year long at him playing left guard next to Trent Williams. Right. If you take his highlight reel 
That's what Aaron Banks looked like on a regular basis playing next to Trent Williams. Do you agree with me still so far? The highlights. I don't, I, I've never – like, to be honest, there's no player on the 49ers where I watched their highlights. So I, I couldn't even tell you what his highlights look okay. like. Okay. Well, I, I, I'll tell you then. I, I'm, okay. I'm going to bring Tony in. I too. know this. When they, when they, um, when they drafted him – and, and the way they talked about him, and I'm talking about now, I'm talking about like Mayock and whoever I was watching live, and they're talking about him, right? Totally when they right. drafted him and they're talking about him, the things that they said about Aaron Banks, I didn't see it in him, even in his highlights, but I did see it in Creed Humphrey. When, when Creed Humphrey drafted I'm like, damn, why the 49ers draft this guy? Because everything that they're saying about this Creed Humphrey guy, that looks like Aaron Banks. That was before, I mean, that. I mean, everything they're saying about Aaron Banks, it looks like that's what Creed Humphrey's doing. And that was before I watched anything right. on Aaron Banks. So here's my crazy logic, all right? We had a Super Bowl team. We had a playoff team before these guys started coming in, right? 2019, the team was in the Super Bowl, all right? So you got a good roster already. We've seen it. The weakness at that time was the quarterback position. Now it's about replacing guys that are on their way out the door that you can no longer afford. I want to focus on Aaron Banks for a reason, right? I'm going to look at your film. I'm going to see what you did well. I'm going to see what you did regularly, and I'm going to see what you didn't do well. If I can get you to do the things that you did well all the time and regularly, then we, we struck gold. To me, that's what the draft is for. The draft is all about potential. Nobody, no team out there should draft somebody and think that, that they're a finished product when they step on the field day one. Definitely, Nobody right, should correct. think that. Correct. Right. So if you're going out there and you get a guy like Aaron Banks, hey, we're going to give you the opportunity. Let's see if you can beat out who the current right guard is. But if you don't, that's not really why we got you. We know that Lincoln is on his last season. We want you to get ready to take over for him. Once you get a good roster, this wasn't the 2017 roster anymore. This was the 2019 Super Bowl roster. Right. We got guys here. We know we can be good already. So now what we want to do is see if you can replace the guy when it's time for him to go. We're going to draft you. We're going to see if we can plug you in. But if we can't, hey, it's okay. But why wouldn't they be able to plug him in? Why wouldn't they? If 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 Aaron Banks was good enough to be that, who was our right guard? Was it Colton? Daniel Brunskill. Brunskill. If Aaron Banks was good enough to beat out uh, Brunskill consistently, then cool, we'll put him in there. But I'll tell you why he couldn't beat him out. He went from the left to the right. He was never going to beat out Lincoln. That was never his job. His job was never to beat out Lincoln Tomlinson. Not right. one time was that the expectation. But if right. you can beat out Brunskill, cool, we'll put you in. If you can't, hey, don't worry about it. We got but you. But why wouldn't he be able to beat out Brunskill? Because it's the left to the right. It's the footing. It's the hand movements and all that stuff. I don't I don't know. But we can't experiment with that when we already have a Super Bowl-bound team. Does that does, does it make – I'm not asking if you agree with me, but does what I'm saying make sense so far? No, no, it makes sense. And I've heard someone okay. else say that as well. As, oh, no, well, he was a left guard, and, and then he can't. And it's like, at the end of the day, if you're at guard, because, again, there's value. That's how I look at it. Everything has a value to it. And the value of drafting a guard in the second round, you have more of an expectation, at least I do, of you to play. Just kind of like a linebacker. If you draft it's, a linebacker in the second round, like I expect that linebacker to be on the field. No drafted player is going to be judged off of their first year. I don't care if you're a first round player. The first oh, year, yeah. no, well, not not finished, like not as a finished product. Like I didn't even think he was a finished product. I just, hey, he better get his stuff together and he got things to work on. Right. Dan, uh, Danny Gray, 
I told people when he was coming out of college. Now, this is not me like pounding my chest, but I was like, hey, this dude got some things he really needs to work on. Yes, right? sir. Like, like it right. was, there were a lot of red flags in his film. And again, yeah. I don't watch highlights, so I, you know, I didn't see the highlights. So, but watching his film, there were a lot of red flags for him to be like consistently good. And he didn't play. But my thing isn't, oh man, Danny Gray, uh, he's, a, he, he's just never going to work out for the 49 Like, no, but hey, man, you got to work on being able to utilize the threat of your speed on vertical routes to free you up on underneath routes so that you can be more consistent and well-rounded. And right. if he does those things this offseason and really works on that, then, yeah, he could be a terrific receiver and, and, and really be able to take advantage of the 4-3 speed that he has. And there are a lot of people like, oh, well, he was a Lance guy. Like, no, they like the receiver, and he just has things that he needs to work on so he could be more consistent. The, the short way of, of, of me trying to say what I'm saying is this. When you have a bad roster, your drafted players will play sooner. When you have a really good roster, those guys are depth pieces and replacement pieces. That, and, and that's what it's all about. If you believe in your coaching staff, if you believe in player development, we're going to develop this guy to be a, a replacement guy for the guy that we're about to lose to free agency. And that's exactly what the – that's where the Niners are now. That's where they've been the last two or three drafts. Y yes, we, but we, not – not. but at the end of the day, again, value, everything value. Second round, you are drafting guys that you feel no. like can come in and play. no. Because look at, let me ask you this question. How, how okay, many what other more? second round pick that the 49ers have that you, you didn't see him on the field right away? We haven't had any. What do you mean? Debo Samuel? What you, no, that's what I'm saying. We were a bad team then. Who, who, who bro, we, had to trade, we had to trade for Emmanuel Sanders that same season. We didn't have good wide receivers. All right, that's here we my go. point. Uh, there were holes. There were yeah, holes. Yeah, they had some holes. Then. Hold on. But you know, Marquis Goodwin was it coming off of yeah. a thousand yard season that year? I don't know. Or no, close to no, a thousand. Nine ninety six. No, not no, not a thousand yards. Nine ninety six, and that was with us force feeding him the ball. Okay. We didn't have anybody else, bro. All right, here we go. Here we go. Pierre Garcon got hurt in week eight. He was on. Well, then it's hard to say because I mean, it flipped really fast. It's like you went from you know you did draft a Dante Pettis, you did draft some of these guys, and like a Ruben Foster who you traded up into the first round to get him round, using right, the second round pick, right? And he was out there right away. So it was kind of hard to like, because the 49ers kind of went from rags to riches pretty, pretty because fast. Because the roster was bad when they did all that. That's what, I, that's what I'm trying to get everybody to understand. When you have a bad roster, those draft picks are expected to do more. When you have a good roster, hey, we want to get these guys here. We want to coach them up. And What's then the we roster bad? Though, like, like 2018. All right, so 2018. Or, or, or was it a Jimmy Garoppolo injury? And I'm not saying it was great. I'm not saying Wait, that. Wait, so the 2018 draft, their second year here? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Their second year here is when Jimmy Garoppolo got injured in, in week two against Kansas City. Correct. Like, was the well, roster bad? The, uh, yes, it was still bad. Yes, absolutely. It was still bad. They needed still edge rushers. Roster. But I think they, that was kind of it, though. Right, like if you look at from 2018 no. to 2019, what was the biggest difference? They, I mean, they like, edge rushers, where did they, they add? They I mean, they did add Debo, and they added a couple of edges. They needed Quan Alexander. They, they, they needed they needed a linebacker. They needed edge rushers. They needed a wide receiver. Still, that's why they went out and got Debo. That's that's exactly why they went out and got Debo. They needed offensive linemen then too. For it, we didn't have a center still, right? They uh they were getting ready to move on from uh what's the defensive lineman's name? They do when when they signed Rich uh, Richburg. 
Mitch Richburg, whatever his name is. Western Western Richburg. But he was yeah. always injured. They they knew they couldn't depend on him. Tony, take yourself off mute. Like somebody out there is gonna understand. I, I there's just need- some there's all kind of but look, every year you look at the roster right now, and you could go through and do that. Oh, but they don't got a cornerback. Oh, well, they don't got a third linebacker. There's no edge opposite of Nick Bosa right now. Like, you can do that same thing. The issue is we've just seen them win like that, so it hasn't mattered as much. But that's and, and that's kind of my point, what you just said. I think I disagree with the end of it, though. You look at all the, the, the players opposite Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa, is that the only concern? Because I think Drake Jackson in year two is going to be better than Drake Jackson in year one. You hope I think so. it'll be more consistent. I, I, you I hope, hope so. I hope, yeah, I hope. But there's no holes anymore. So there are holes. Well, it's like they, they signed like uh, uh, the, the the safety back, and it's like okay, it's like yeah, like he's cool. Most of the people wanted uh, okay. to know who flung out wait, of there wait. by the end of the season. But wait, stay stay right there. Stay right there. Let's let's stay on on Gibson for one second, right? Are you expecting a rookie? We pick at ninety nine. You expecting a rookie to come in here and take his job? No, no. That's my that's my point. That's my entire point. Nobody is coming in in this draft that is expected to be a starter. Nobody. Nobody. Maybe a kicker. May, maybe if no. we draft a kicker to compete with uh, Gonzalez. If, if you I'm draft gonna, a guard second can. round, I expect him to come in and play over Spencer Burford, who you have rotating with Daniel Brunson. You said, you said second round. We don't. We don't have a second round. Well, right that's where the whole. That's how the conversation started. Oh yeah. With the with. Okay. Okay. Over over who Spencer Burford? Yeah. But Spencer Burford was originally a, a tackle, right? Why not? Tony and I have been trying to figure out for months why they kept rotating Burford in and out the lineup. Is it because they really want him to be tackle? Is it be, is it because so there was an article cracker that came out earlier this season? Uh it was like a month ago, where Mike McGlinchey told ESPN the Niners were very upfront with me. They said that there's a probability they'll trade me during the season. That Mike McGlinchey's words. The team told him there's a probability they're going to trade me. So my question to you is, Who's gonna if, play right that, if that had have happened, who was supposed to play right tackle? McKivitz, the same guy that's penciled in as right tackle starter right now. Tony, you agree with that? Yeah, what's up, Croc? Um, yeah, I, I think that's – I would go with McKivitz right now because he has experience. But just real quick, just listening to you guys, the 49ers have a tendency to draft for the year for 2023 for 2024. But – if that draft in 2023 produces someone, let's just say for the offensive lineman, to be their best five, like Burford was, he will play like he did last year. Now, like you said, I don't know what their issue was, why they kept flipping back and forth between him and Brunskill. I don't know if it was maybe to he couldn't handle the load as a guard. I don't know. That's okay, Tony, I, I got a question for you then, Tony. Okay, but Hypothetically speaking, 49ers – because this was the question that Mike had asked me. Well, hypothetically speaking, 49ers trade up into the second round, right? Breaking mm-hmm. news, 49ers trade up to the middle of the second round, mm-hmm. and they draft a tackle. Wait, 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 right- wait, wait. Let me, let me throw a little caveat in there. They do it today, not during the draft. So we don't okay, know there's today. a run-on position. So we today. don't know that there's a run-on position. Today, you hear the Niners trade up to the bottom of the second round. Go ahead. All right. You, you, you hear the 49ers trade up into the second round. Mm-hmm. And... They draft a tackle, an offensive tackle. You're telling me that they're drafting this tackle for the following year, not to play over? They don't want him to play over McKivitz today? No, I think he will have an opportunity to compete. To be, know, But the do best, they you know, want him to play? Are they drafting him? Because we want you to play over Colt McKivitz. 
Now, now, whether he does or not, like that's up to him. But do they want him? Are they drafting this tackle because they want him to play over Colt McKivitz? Or y'all think it's like, nah, we I, got McKivitz, we're cool. I'll you can just it. take your sweet time no, no, and we'll no, play no, you no. next year. I see like, no, they saying. want him. They're drafting with the intentions yes. of we hope this guy is ready to play over Colt McKivitz. Like that's the goal. It's I not for next you. year. They, no, I, mean, I agree. If with next you. year, if it takes next year, cool. But we want you to play over McKivitz right now. When they drafted Aaron Banks, they drafted him. We want you to beat out Daniel Brosco. Damn, you couldn't. So you're just not gonna play. Yeah, no, I agree with what you're saying. Actually, Croc, it's kind of funny you said that because I honestly think if they don't if they don't trade up for a tackle to compete with McKivitz, I think the 49ers might actually put Burford back at right tackle because I think honestly with the signing of Feliciano, that says something. I I, I don't know what it is. I, I I don't know if they want to solidify that right guard spot because I remember when they drafted him, they announced him as a right tackle uh, as a tackle Burford. And it's his more natural position, even though he played the left side. He did play some right side in college. I just feel like they have the ability to go multiple ways right now. They could trade up. They could keep Burford at right guard. They could trade up in the second round, like the scenario you just gave, to take that tackle, insert him at the right tackle spot, and let him and McKivitz go at it. Or if they're that high on Feliciano, I feel it's going to be an upgrade for that right guard spot. They could slide Burford out to right tackle and let him compete with um McKivitz. Now the situation is the Trent Williams situation. This is where I, I think they'll draft somebody, not a trade up. I think they draft somebody and groom him potentially to be the next Trent Williams. If they win the Super Bowl this year, I think Trent Williams moves on. I think he's done. He goes out as a winner. You know, he the first thing out of his mouth when they lost that game, he was kind of like, Yeah, I, I don't know where I'm at right now. So he's coming towards the end, and the whole financial side of it, there, there's big deals coming up. Me and Mike were talking about this today as far as the cap situation going into next year. Um, so that's where I could see they could draft somebody and make that guy, if it's a true left tackle and a trade-up spot, to be ready for Trent next year if Trent decides to walk away from the game. But you're right. If they find a guy that's starting to drop – and there's not a run on tackles, and that guy's starting to lurk into the bottom of second round, high third, they pull the trigger, and he's a true right tackle, he's coming in, and he they they expect him, in my opinion, I think, in this situation, to be the right tackle of the 49ers and beat out Colt McKivitz, because if you look at the Colt McKivitz contract, it screams swing tackle. I like it. And that's what – so. Very, oh, my man got a soundboard. He got the one I want on there. I don't have that. One. But that, that, so my, the purpose of my the exercise, because I asked Tony this, I asked Wayne Breezy this, I asked Jason Aponte this, right? If you heard today that they traded up to the second round, that means that they're going to address the, what the team thinks their biggest need is. I personally cannot identify the biggest need on this team right now. I can't. If I went through this whole roster position by position, I can't figure out what the biggest need is. I, I think that depends on your philosophy of team building, and, and that's probably why. Like, you and I could probably come to do two different conclusions on what we feel like is the biggest need. Like, for me, I think the biggest need is someone opposite Nick Bosa. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I just think having Nick Bosa in everything that he did and then, like, having someone opposite him. Maybe Now, maybe they try and they throw a bunch of bodies. They did sign guys. All right, they throw a bunch of bodies and try to see who can work it out. But if you just have a solidified guy, like when they have brought in D Ford, right, where it's like, we, hey, we got D Ford, 
healthy, healthy version of D Ford. He's just going to be a terror, right? Like it helps your defense so much. So I just value that so much because it helps the linebackers. It helps the cornerbacks. It helps the safeties. Uh, you know, guys don't have to cover as much. And they were able to get by last year without it. But I just think it makes you way more dangerous having a solidified guy. So to me, that is, is the hardest one to dis, like to scheme around. You know, they did well at it last year. But that's the hardest one. So for me, if I could have any position and upgrade it for the 49ers, it would 100% be that, that edge opposite. So I think that's the biggest, quote, unquote, need. But I can understand if somebody came to a, a, a different position for, you know, different reasons. And, and that's what I was trying to identify with the exercise, right? So if we stay pat, it's easy to say they're going to let the board fall to them, BPA, yeah. right? You're drafting for depth and all that stuff. But if you heard that the Niners traded up, now it's going to be like, all right, what position, right? When we when we traded up from, what was it, 12 to 3, we all knew it's quarterback. Right. You don't trade all the way up there for BPA. You're trading up that far for a quarterback. So we all started doing research on various quarterbacks when that happened. If we heard today they traded up to the bottom of the second round, it's going to be like, all right, there's a need that they want to address at this point. And I can't identify that need. That's why I was asking y'all what y'all think. Because as of right now, if we stay in pat, I think it's BPA and it's depth. If someone beats somebody out, cool. I agree. But that's not what you're here for. I agree. Right? So we, are we all on the same page? You, you yes. agree with that, Tony? And that's what I was trying to identify. If they traded up, what's the biggest need? Everybody gave a different answer. I got edge. I got wide receiver. I got corner. I got linebacker because Aziz is gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, I, they're I, not, I, no, no, no. And, but here's the thing. I don't think that they're wrong for saying edge and cornerback. My, my, my uh, logic on it was you typically don't find game-changing cornerbacks and edges in, late in the second round. But I said receiver because you do. Like, you find legit star receivers day two, whether it's second round or third round. So that's why I was like, well, you're going to trade up. Trade up for something that we know is more likely to hit um, and if it's a guy that you identify as being, like, a guy. So that that's why I said. Like, I just watched uh, A.T. Perry. I'm like, ooh, I, I really like this A.T. Perry kid. And, you know, if they were to trade up for A.T. Perry and he gives you something different than – I give you something different than Debo. Give you something different than even like Jawan Jennings or Ray Ray McLeod. I mean, we're talking about a six-four field-stretching receiver who's a terrific contested catch guy. We like, we don't have that. I think the closest thing to our you know being like a, a legit consistent contested catch guy was Kendrick Bourne. And like once you lost him, it's like I I don't trust anybody to win a jump ball. Like who do y'all trust to win a jump ball for the 49ers? See, you don't you don't need a guy to win jump balls because of Kyle's scheme. Kyle schemes people open, so it's it's kind of a give and take, right? But how long can Kyle continue to do that? Well, how long so can he continue? Hear my response huh? to that. That reminds me of like the thing about quarterbacks and not needing a big arm. And my my response always is, you don't need a big arm until you need a big arm, right? Mm -hmm. Like you you don't need for ninety percent of a game. You don't have to have a cannon of an arm. You can get by with a whatever arm, just run the right. offense efficiently. But there right. will be certain throws that either a guy shies away from, so we never even know that it was there because he just won't attempt it. Or you see the ball hanging in the air a certain way and it gets picked off. Saw last year 
And I think uh, Baker Mayfield has a, a, a solid arm. But he tried to throw that ball, uh, Rams versus Seahawks, at the end of the game down the left sideline. He was a little late. Doesn't have a big arm. Ball hung in the air. Interception. Game over. Right? The same can be said in the Super Bowl with that Tyreek Hill play against the Chiefs. Right? Like, right. It was, you didn't need that big arm time. most of the game. But in the moment where you have to drop back 20 yards because Armstead right. and Bosa and these guys are in exactly. your face and I got to exactly. throw off my back leg yeah, and need... still heave it 60 yards in the air, right? Yes, like sir. you don't need the big arm until you do. So that reminds until me of a receiver right. where A.T. Perry, I think he has a very good, well-rounded game. But he also has the contested catch element, which you don't need until you need. And we've seen several opportunities for guys to win jump balls for the 49ers, and they just don't do it. Like none of them. It's very rare. Like if they win a contested catch jump ball, Blade is like, oh, look at that. It's like seeing a unicorn down there. Like, we can count. Like, most of the time, we can think off the top of our head they can test the catcher because it happens that few far in between. Whereas, if you ask Cincinnati Bengals, like, hey, man, do you remember every contested catch? I'm like, well, T. Higgins does it twice, three times a game. Jamar Chase does it five times a game. And that just makes it easier for your quarterback, whether it's whoever it is, Sam Darnold or, or, or Brock Purdy or Trey or whoever. So, I mean, that would be – you know, like for me, it's help help your quarterbacks out some. Everything is so difficult. To me, this offense that the 49ers are in, although, yeah, you can scheme guys open and stuff like that, it's so difficult of an offense because everything is predicated so much on Kyle doing all the work. It's like, man, you're not going to let your players do, do some of it? Now he does with the run after catch, but that's him putting him in position to do run after catch as opposed exactly. to, you know what? Exactly. I just have this good receiver. Let me just have him run a 10-yard step right. route, and I'm going to throw it right. to him. Yeah. And, it's like, and no, no it got to be uh, play action, turn your back, risk your quarterback blowing his elbow out because, well, we have to draw a play like this to hit this big play as opposed to just having a just drop back offense, which the 49 just don't have. They don't have a drop back passing offense. No. And that, and that play in the Super Bowl, my man was in shotgun and still took a drop. Like, that's how much space they needed to allow Tyreek to make that move and get open, right? We don't have that here with the 49ers to, to Eric Crocker's point. Like we we don't have that here. That and, and that's what that's what we were facing. Like, all right, we need this now. We down, we down two scores. We gotta make a play. And this is the this is the best play design we got. Can you do it? Right? And you heard the the the, the mic up has been released already. Hey, do we have time to run this play? Well, we'll put you in shotgun. You gotta do what you gotta do. All right, Tyreek, go. Like that was that was the conversation on the sideline. You know what I'm saying? And like the quarterback that, didn't even have was... time. Like, he had to make time. He literally right. dropped back 20 yards, 15 yards, falling yeah, off the back leg with the Niners don't and Bosa. And, and, they don't and, have and, the wide receiver Buckner, to do it, right. and they don't have the quarterback to do it. They don't They don't have either one of those right now. Right. So, right. the and again, that was the purpose of the exercise. If you heard today they traded up, what's the position that they're going for? What's the need that's out there? And, again, I saw somebody else say tight end was another one. We got so many different answers that it has me wondering where's the biggest need on this team right now. And I just don't know that I can, I can readily identify. Just, just real quick. And we spoke about this on this, on the phone, Mike, this team has a tendency. Well, this administration has a tendency to use free agency to fill all their holes, whether it's a tier one, tier two, tier three, free agent. So when it comes to draft time, they have full flexibility. They don't have to go into this draft 100%. Oh my God. If the season starts tomorrow, who's playing free safety? Who's playing opposite of Bosa? They add pieces to give them that flexibility. Not saying Correct. these pieces are better than anything in this draft, but if the if tomorrow was a game, they could feel 22. Right. With no problem. And 
and they feel comfortable with that. Yeah, and, and it's it's really a great way to do it to give yourself full flexibility with eleven picks. Even though we don't have a first or a second, we have ammunition ammunition to move up if someone's there. And just to be honest with you, I don't even think they would consider doing a trade before the draft. I know this is an exercise, but they're not going to trade until they see how that board drops, right? If there's a run on tackles, run on ends, run on corners, run on wide receivers, where they need to pull the trigger and jump up and get somebody, be, bless you, because of the run. Um, and, and, again, it all ties back to giving them the flexibility in the draft because of how they manage their roster using free agency. Even though they're not top-notch guys, they're just filling slots. And that's what I was trying to explain to Croc before you came on. It was like early on, every drafted player had a legit shot at making the roster. Now, that's not necessarily true. Like, we drafted a defensive tackle named Kalia Davis, right? There was no expectations for him in this draft. When, when was he drafted? Like, that, that's the part. Sorry. When you said it, we're saying second round. Like, in my opinion... Right. When you take a guy second round, I want this guy on the field, especially if, we, if he's a guard. Because a guard, you can't we, be typically a rotation if, player. If we had a second round pick this year, we would be we would be like, all right, who are we looking for? What are we doing now? Right? We didn't have that. We're all the way at the bottom of the third. Correct. And so it's hard to analyze it now because we don't even have to put ourselves in that position. It doesn't exist. Correct. Right? And that brings me to my second point. We're going to get to this real quick, and then we're going to talk about uh, the players that were brought in for the workouts, right? The Niners traded a second, a third, a fourth, and a future fifth for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. And I hear all the time every content creator saying drafting running backs high is not worth it. It's not worth it. I mentioned that I, in the text message, right, with the third round. But I, I think that's false. I think that's super-duper false. All right? Now we're going to get to it. All right? Christian McCaffrey showed what a dynamic running back can do for this kind of system, right? Stay in the system. Don't think league-wide. Stay in the system. Stay with dynamic running backs. I'm not mad at Kyle reaching for a guy like Joe Williams. If we can bring his peak to being normal, we're in good hands. I have a question if for you. During Kyle's tenure, who would you say have been the most dynamic players that running backs he's had? If you could dynamic, just rank them. Dynamic just and dynamic, good. explosive, wait, 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 dynamic, wait, wait. just so, rank them. But we have to start with the definition because dynamic and, and productive are two different things, right? Most, most productive was easily Raheem Mostert. But dynamic is something else. Raheem Mostert wasn't much of a pass catcher. He wasn't much of a, a downfield receiver, you know, five, ten yards downfield. That's not Raheem Mostert's game. Raheem Mostert's game was, give me the ball. If I see a hole, nobody's catching me from behind. I'm out. Right, right. Right? You see a little bit of that in Elijah Mitchell, but he gets caught from behind. Raheem Mostert was easily the most effective and efficient running back in Kyle Shanahan ever. I'm talking any team. I don't care if you go back to the Houston days. Alfred Raheem Morris was pretty good. Alfred Morris wasn't doing what Raheem Mostert was doing with the touches. He was not. He wasn't, bro. Yeah, but he was – right. No, cor correct. But he was on the field more. So it was like he was a 1,600-yard rusher as a rookie. Right, because he was out there all the time. He was he was the starter. He was the closer like and everything in between, right? Raheem Mostert wasn't that. But per touch, it was Raheem Mostert. He was damn near right, average so you got, 10 yards. You got Mostert up top, right? And we're just talking about like – okay, 
legit but the most dynamic scheme. But so, the most so dynamic got, guy up there. Yeah. has easily been Christian McCaffrey because you could take Christian McCaffrey from the backfield and bust him out wide. Now he's out here, and it's like, oh, my God, what is he going to do? Because he's going to run a clean-ass route. He's going to get open, and now you got to deal with that. So right. Raheem Who else? I, my, my bad. I worded my question wrong. Just guys that are like, you watch them in the offense, and you're like, damn, when he's back there at running back, he's legit on the field for the 49. Like, that's a legit back. Like, I like him in there. You can only name McCaffrey and Mostert? That's it. That's all, that's all I got. Everybody else has just been – and listen, that's not a knock on Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell has been really good too. Yeah, I think it kind of – Kind of, it kind of it is a knock the way you're saying it because I mean, <laughs> Elijah Mitchell is hella good. I think he's hella good. He just got to stay healthy, obviously. But he's like, he right. is right. Availability is a part of it. Availability is a part of it, right? So I, I can't really. Do you think draft? Of, do you think your draft status has an effect on if you're healthy or not? Wait, say that again. No. Do you think where you're drafted has anything to do with your inability or ability to stay healthy? I would say no, right? So just That's identify him as a when he's on the field. On the field for the 49ers, how do you feel about Elijah Mitchell as a running back? But that's not what your question, that's not what your first question was. Well, well, so, I'm asking you, how do you feel well, right. about him? Because I'm gonna bring it full circle. A plus. How do you feel about him? Okay, A, a plus. plus. Six uh, six plus yards, six plus yards of carry out of Elijah Mitchell. I'll take that all game long. I'll take that as a as a top running back in the NFL. That's so, that's really good. So my so my thing is because we're you you talk about the running backs, and my thing was I thought it was ridiculous in the moment and in hindsight to draft Trey Sermon and tight of his price. I really thought it was stupid. Why do I think it was stupid? Because a lot of, if you look at Kyle Shanahan's leading rushers outside of obviously like now you traded for McCaffrey, which we already know what McCaffrey is, but we're talking about guys like uh, the first person you said was Raheem Mostert. Undrafted guy was on several teams after him. I mean, you had uh, Matt Breida. He had his moments. He had some special uh, touches and, and plays and games for the 49ers. Uh, you look at Elijah Mitchell, how good he is. You, uh, Jeff Wilson, he was really good for the 49ers. So you got all these guys that are really good, some guys more special. And then, okay, you put the cherry on top with Christian McCaffrey. But if I'm Kyle Shanahan, why am I reaching? Because that's what it was part of, like, when you kind of reach for a need. Why am I reaching for running backs in third round? When my most successful guys have been sixth-round or undrafted guys. I'll, I'll tell you why. Because... Those guys are in there and they're doing well. Go out and get a guy with a skill set, and that's what that's what we're that's what we're missing with all this. So you, know, so has, you go get Trey Sermon. Nobody, and I mean nobody. I know you didn't. I know you for sure probably didn't. I'm an Ohio but, State guy, and I did not think Trey Sermon was coming to this team. Right. So that's a reach. No, not even just coming to this team. When even when you draft him, did you say, man, watch out for Trey Sermon? You did. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. No, that wasn't that wasn't. What about when they drafted Ty Davis Price? Did you say, oh man, watch out for Ty Davis well, Price? Now, now hear me out. I like Ty Davis Price yeah, for I, a I like different reason too. than I like than I like McCaffrey or Elijah Mitchell. Ty Davis Price is a tackle breaker, right? Like he's a guy that'll run through a couple of people. He can run through some arm tackles and all that stuff. He's a guy that uses leverage well and would break some tackles. And he would get the hard four yards. He'll get the hard four yards, right? But Ty Davis uh, runs like a uh, Kevin Barlow. I like Kevin Barlow. TDP's, TDP's biggest issues you can't catch. His hands are very right. inconsistent. So that doesn't that doesn't answer the question for the most dynamic guy. If we're putting them in order of dynamic, it's it's obviously it's Christian McCaffrey, right? Then it's probably Jeff Wilson Jr. If we're being honest with ourselves, 
It's 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 Christian McCaffrey, Jeff Wilson Jr., Matt Breida. You forgot Raheem Mostert. No, nah, because Raheem Mostert wasn't a catcher. That's what he, we're talking about. Dynamic. Raheem Mostert did the screen game. He could catch the ball. Like he wasn't. Like, but it was it was three wasn't yards, that, didn't was he three have yards the seventy five yard touchdown catch against the? Uh, air, 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 was Where that did him he catch the Arizona ball, Cardinals? Where did he catch the ball though? I'm like eight yards downfield. That's what I'm saying. So that's not that's not downfield dynamic. Like Christian McCaffrey can run a 12, 15 yard route and catch the ball and make something happen afterwards. Most of it wasn't doing that. Right, but I'm just saying, just in general, like their their ability to play the running back position and, and do multiple things, which I feel like and, they all could. I think Carlos Hyde was underrated in this system. Personally, that's 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 Mike. Again, I'm an Ohio State fan, so I, that that's that's me. I felt like Carlos Hyde was underrated in the system. He led the team that year and all that, right? But it, it is what it is. But I don't think that Kyle should abandon drafting running backs early. There's two guys in this draft that I feel like if Kyle got them, he might be okay with letting go of of Christian McCaffrey after this season. Well, yeah, okay. I he, feel like sometimes it's, it's and, the guys and, that – definitely the guys that he has identified in the third round that I thought was ridiculous. But Keaton Like, Mitchell now, if you were and, saying in the second round you were going to go get Brees Hall, it's like, oh, we drafted Brees Hall in the second round. I get it. Like, I would 100% get that. Like, the, he's a do-it-all back, catches out the backfield, legit outside zone runner, has the speed, has the ability, shifty, does all these things. Brees Hall, I would have understood it, right? If you would have said, oh, they're going to draft Kenneth Walker – I get it. It's, oh, you're going to draft Tyrese Price, and it's like I don't, I don't quite get it. Oh, you're going to draft Trey Sermon. I don't quite get it. Right, right there. I think there's better value with another player, and you can wait. And I felt like there were running backs that they could have gotten in the fourth or fifth round that I thought would have been like, okay, I, I'm not going to pass on safety Nick Cross. To draft tight of his price. Like, you know, like that, like that's just my my way of thinking. That I agree with. Yeah, and so, but I think I think what we wanted to discuss was giving up on running backs early. If there's a guy that's special, I'm not opposed to the team going out and getting them. I think a I think a really good running back is the most dynamic player on the field. I really do. I hate how the NFL has devalued the running back position the way that they have right now. A, a, a solid running back that can pass, I'm sorry, that can pass catch, that can block, that can run well, is, an, is, a, is a rarity now. And so when you see, when you identify one of those guys, you got to go out there and get them. And I don't care if you have to go get them in the third round. Maybe they kind of suck at identifying those guys. Because I see people in the chat right now saying Jameer Gibbs. And it's like, well, yeah. Give me a Jameer Gibbs all day long. Of course. Gibbs right? will where, where is he going to go? Round. And are we there to get him? That's and that, Right. Well, and that's well yeah, that, I mean, that's part of it. But you don't go and, well, we can't get Jameer Gibbs, so let's go draft Trey Sermon in third. Like, hell no. Like, yeah. no, you don't do right. that. You don't go from wanting the skill set of Jameer Gibbs to just settling for the skill set of Trey Sermon in the third. Now, if you said Trey Sermon was a six-round pick, then I understand it. And then for you to double down, you draft to say Trey, Trey Sermon in the third, then you draft Elijah Mitchell in the sixth. And we saw what Elijah Mitchell did and, and as a sixth-round running back. And it's like, man, this guy is legit probably going to be our starter next year. That, that was how I viewed it. Obviously, he got banged up early on. But it was like, man, this guy, why would you go and draft another running back third round? You just did it and, and, and 
it made more sense. I mean, you know, you had the uh, the six round pick play, which had been all your guys late have been playing more. Like Matt Breida was their signing. Jeff Wilson was their signing. Like these are guys that led your team in rushing. And I'm not I'm not saying don't try to do better than them, but when you have Elijah Mitchell, that's your buffer to just take a flyer on somebody late, not try to swing for the fences with Ty Davis Price, who when you watch his film, you could see it's cool. I mean, I like, you know, remind me of Kevin Barlow, but it's like, I'm not drafting him. I don't think he's better than Elijah Mitchell, what we already saw from Elijah Mitchell. Just my opinion. Nah, so I, I don't like the running back. I don't, I, not, not that I don't want to be one of those people that uh, don't value the running back position. I do if it's, I guess, a guy that Eric Crocker thinks is legit. But, you know, it's like, well, yeah, if you're going to take Delvin Cook in the second round, hell yeah. You know, but like, what are you doing? Trey Sermon and Titus Price? Cool, but that's, that's why I think the value at running back is all weird. You're on mute, Mike. Mike, you're on mute. You're still on mute. No. You're muted. What about now? Am yeah, I good? Yeah. I'm sorry. Trey Sermon, they, they were they were head scratchers. They were they, I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you. They were head scratchers because they weren't dynamic. But I'm talking to Croc asked a very specific question. The most dynamic running backs. That's the thing. That, that's what we're talking about. And if the Niners can find a dynamic running back in the third round or in the second round, I say go get them. I I'm I am completely against this whole, oh, we don't need running backs. We can get undrafted guys or six round or later. I'm against that. Because you're not gonna, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get a guy that's gonna replace Christian McCaffrey next season, not this one that's coming, but the following season, if you don't go out and draft them. There's no undrafted free agent that's gonna make it. That far down, that's going to replace a guy like Christian McCaffrey. Right, like and I like the kid out of um, Tulane. He oh, nasty. Spirit. What's his name? So if they, if you told me that they went and got him, I'd be like, all right, okay, right. But but that's what I'm saying, right? Spears, right? Guys, Tajay Spears. Yeah. yeah. Some Crazy. of these guys are light. Some of these Crazy guys are light in the ass. They don't have a lot of weight. He's to like two oh five. He's like worried about durability. He's two oh five. I, I thought it was like 195, but five nine two oh five. Yeah. But like like that's cool. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, but you we need a pass catcher, we need a blocker, and we need somebody with a little bit of burst in those first couple of yards. Like that's what we need. Patience in the hole, see the hole and go. Like Keaton Mitchell, I was guys, and those are guys you get undrafted, like Mason. Right. So right. why get them in the third? If if that's what you're looking for. If you're looking for a guy, man, can you get that, you know, three downs but and here, dust of offense or whatever the hell they say? But here's why you draft the guy early, because you know what he could do in your system, and you don't want to risk not getting him. If you got a guy that you know can do it, overdraft him. I'm okay with me. So Mike. you're okay with overdrafting. And again, I, it doesn't I'm take a rocket scientist to say, now maybe they were trying to do something different. But we all knew Trey Sermon didn't. It's like. That's the opposite of everything that everybody right. – like, what, what are they doing I'm there? okay with overdrafting a guy if you think that he's going to be explosive or dynamic in your system. You got to draft for your system. You got to look at what they do well and apply it to the system and the scheme that you run. And, and that's a big difference. A lot of times when we look at these guys, 
oh, can he come in and, and, and contribute right away? That's an NFL standard. That's a whole league standard, right? The system that the 49ers run, the system that the Ravens run are two different systems. I feel like what you're talking about, you know, the guys that fit, they're all, like they have really struck gold with getting those guys that contribute either late or undrafted. They've done a terrific job of that. And so here's why... where I disagree. Here's why I disagree. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. If it weren't for injuries, those guys that you're praising would have never touched the field. Now, how many injuries did it take before uh, Jordan Mason touched the field? Don't tell me. Don't tell me about where he was drafted, where he was picked up, and none of that. How many injuries did it take before he got on the field? But we always, I mean, it's kind of rare with the 49ers because the quarterback situation, but we know running backs get banged up. We know running backs miss time. Like, but that's, that's not, a but, given. And you use multiple backs. Like, we know that. So that when means you, you go into the season, we know 49ers, like, they will use four running backs. Like, they will. At, whether it's a two in one game and then one guy goes out, then you have to activate another guy. But we know four, four guys are going to play. Due to injuries. Yes. Jordan Mason Jordan Mason would have never touched the field if it weren't for injuries to guys like Elijah. I don't Mason. think we could do that with the running back position. You could do that with quarterback and say, well, Purdy wouldn't have touched the field if these XYZ didn't get hurt. But I don't think at the running back position, I don't think you could do that. That's interesting. That's really interesting. Why not? Why not? Because running backs get hurt. Like they it's it's like the a 100%. only person the only the only player that Jordan Mason leapfrog was Ty Davis Price. He didn't leapfrog a single other player. Not a single one of them. Right, but I'm just saying, like, and, and even Tyler Spice, it kind of took, didn't he have a high ankle sprain early in the year? There you go. That, so that's, that's what point. I'm saying is, but the running back, like, running backs, you they will get hurt. Like, we know that's a fact. It's very rare, especially in the 49ers offense for whatever reason, but it's rare just in general to have running backs not get hurt. Like, if I see a running back that played all – 17 games now, it's like, wow, this guy's a unicorn. <laughs> now, Tony, I, I see that you're kind of quiet over there, man. What, like, what's, what's going through your head over there? What are you looking at over there? What are you looking up right now? I'm just looking at this. Oh, this okay. is a draft guy. I'm just looking at some stuff. But, like, am, am I wrong with what I'm saying? Like, He's you, got, you guys, I want, y'all, I want y'all to let me know. If, I, if I'm wrong, I'm okay with that. Tell me I'm wrong. Like, tell me I'm wrong. But, like, we shouldn't just write off the running back position until the sixth round. There's guys that are out there that we that I feel will be very pivotal in the 49ers off. There, there's players right now the Niners could draft that'll leapfrog TDP, that'll leapfrog Mason at the running back position and come in here and contribute right away. And if I'm being completely honest with you, they'll be better pass catchers than even guys like Elijah Mitchell. Okay, well, so here's my issue though with that: the running back position has already taken a huge hit in in terms of value. So. You just drafted guys third round and then saying there's guys in the draft that would leapfrog guys that you just drafted third round. Yeah. Like no, that, to me, that's the issue with with like the But the, I didn't say that those were the right guys in the third round. I you asked me about them and I said that we probably shouldn't have got them there. Right. I said that. But it's hard to it's that's hard. Like it to me, it's like right now you got Christian McCaffrey, you got Elijah Mitchell, you got Mason. Like I feel like you know what? Put, put, like, put I, I'm kind of good off the running back in the third round. If there's a guy Crop. fifth round when I got a bunch of picks or sixth round or whatever, then like cool. But I don't think like that's the last position. Hey. Like that's literally hey. even outside of kicker, the the running back is the last position that I would draft in the third round if I'm the 49ers. I got I got a question for both of y'all. 
Put our running backs. I drafted a kicker before I drafted a running back in the third round. Put, put our running backs in order right now of the guys that you would like to see. when. So it's safe to say Christian McCaffrey is running back one. I think all of us would agree with that. He's RB1. If Christian McCaffrey needs a breather and you want the offense to continue to run the way that it's going, who's our next guy? And Elijah lie. Mitchell and then Elijah Mason. Mitchell and then Mason. It's, it's not Elijah Mitchell. You y'all are y'all sleep. are lying. Y'all are lying. Do I got y'all any? are lying? Wait, well, how do you say it's not Elijah Mitchell? Y'all are lying. Because Elijah Mitchell don't catch the ball as well as Mason does. That's why. Mason should be ahead of Elijah but Mitchell. You just said it to take a break. Who's the first guy if, for McCaffrey to take a break? If McCaffrey, if McCaffrey, if McCaffrey's in the game and he gets dinged or he needs a breather, and you want the offense to run the same exact way, where you could you you have the option. You can't do that. Christian McCaffrey's like the best running back in the NFL. Mike, you can't do that. I'll put my pension. I will put my pension. Y'all are missing what I'm saying. I will put my pension on it right now, saying it's Elijah Mitchell. It's not Elijah Mitchell because he's not a good pat. Uh, he's not a good pass. They drafted him and he was. And okay. remember, I was saying he was a third down pass catcher. Like that's what he was coming out. They thought he was just going to be a third down pass catching back. Who's the second best pass catcher on this team at running back? Debo Samuel. Okay, I'll even take that as an answer. Now keep going. Who's next? But it's you're, not you're looking Mitchell. at a very it's like, not Elijah Mitchell. Okay, okay, here, here, okay. And I know they don't have Jeff Wilson anymore. But I remember when they had first got Christian McCaffrey, right? 49ers playing against the Rams. Who caught the first pass in that game? They had Mitchell in the game. They had uh, Christian McCaffrey in the game. Mitchell caught multiple passes that game. He did. Yeah, yep, you're right. Like, it doesn't, like, it, it, I think it's not saying, I, I think a pass catching back, like, pass catching might be the most overrated thing. Not saying that it's not like needed or that some guys aren't better at it, but they can catch the ball. Like guys can run around, catch the ball. Like they can do that. Now, can they do it to the extent of Christian McCaffrey? No. They used uh, the, the kid, number. he was number 23, uh, smaller dreads, went to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hasty. Yeah, Jermichael Hasty. They used Jermichael Hasty a lot as a third down pass catching back. But again, I don't think, again, now it, it, there's levels to it. And there are some guys... Uh, the kid, uh, Travis Etienne, really good pass catching back. Really good. Uh, Alvin Kamara, really good. Christian McCaffrey, probably the best. But there are other guys. It's like they can, they can be pass catch. Like they can catch the ball out the backfield. And Elijah Mitchell can. <coughs> I, ha- I have not seen Elijah Mitchell do it. I don't, I don't think you're featuring that, featuring that in your offense, but he can catch the ball out the backfield. But he can. Part of the dynamic of, of Christian McCaffrey is – Hey, we got him and Debo on the field. They could swap places at any time. How do we play this, right? If you take if you take Christian McCaffrey off, there's no running back that does that as well, other than Jordan Mason. No, there's no running back in the NFL that does it as well. Wait, are you saying you just said Jordan Mason could catch the ball better than Mitchell? Yes, one hundred percent. And Tony, don't you lie. Hell no. You he don't believe wear, that he only Jordan wears one Mitchell. glove. I don't trust anybody that wears one glove out there on the field. Y'all, y'all are bugging. Y'all are bugging. But my, I don't pay attention to the to the fashion and the and the and the apparel <laughs> and the shit that they wear. Well, wait, so Mike, when, I can't when Jordan, argue with hold on. When Jordan, Jordan Mason, Mason is hands down a better pass catcher than than uh Elijah Mitchell. When don't Jordan Mason's in the game, they don't even run the outside zone. They run in between the tackles, a gap power scheme. And that's but where he's more productive. I'm talking about a pass catcher. Yeah, but I, I don't because, see, because no. Croc, Croc's question was about dynamic. 
It wasn't about running. It wasn't about pure. It's about ability. all of it. It's about running the ball, catch like it's about all. Like, that's not. It, but that's if, not what if the Forty Niners. If let's say they did not have Christian McCaffrey, if they line up in his first down, I want Elijah Mitchell in the game. We've seen his offense with him leading as the back. They run the ball twenty-seven times, and he had broken ribs and a broken knee and broken finger and broken helmet, and he still is <laughs> still no, you're going to carry the ball twenty-seven times. Yo, like he's the guy. Oh, this not this not even a debate. <laughs> Y'all about to make me upset. As a, as a runner, all right. So if you want to know my order as a runner, Elijah Mitchell's number one, ahead of Christian McCaffrey. Oh, what? Yes. Yeah. Stop. 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 Yeah. Elijah Mitchell is a better runner in this system than Christian McCaffrey. I, Hands I, down. I, I would say that there is a conversation to be had with that. I mean, I'm not going to jump off the deep end and say that, you know, but. I, there were a lot of times in the year I felt more comfortable with Mitchell. Like when he's in the game, it's like, man, they're going to pick up six. They're going to pick up right. six. Right. I do that's, think that uh, uh, McCaffrey did a better job of just springing off bigger runs, but just like pounding the rock on a consistent basis, it it's did Elijah feel Mitchell. like Mitchell was the, the better, it, yes. just pure and, like, runner. Right. Now, the best pass catcher on this team is easily Christian McCaffrey. There's not a close second for that. It's Christian McCaffrey. Right. But when you involve all of that, when you when you, when you encompass all of that, Jordan Mason is ahead of Elijah Mitchell. Stop playing. Y'all no. see, y'all you just blowing something out of your mouth. What I, was that? Hold on, Tony. Oh, uh, well, Mike, you just blew something out of your mouth. Was that crack? Like, what is that? <laughs> this guy. Oh. <laughs> Okay, crack. Okay. All right. Okay. He's all crack. Okay. All right. Okay. You know why? All right. It's cool. You know why Mason's in uniform over TDP, right? You know why? Because he plays special teams. I don't think he's better than Mitchell. Because if 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 it wasn't for special teams reason and TDP, well, I don't know. If TDP showed that he could play special teams. I don't know if Mason would be in a uniform. So, therefore, he, it's not even a conversation to have if he's better than Mitchell. Wow. Wow. On on every major third down, who was the back that was out there if it wasn't Christian McCaffrey? It was Jordan Mason. It was not Elijah Mitchell. What are y'all talking about? Elijah Mitchell about, missed right? like 14 games. <laughs> yeah, Mike, you got you to gotta <laughs> give the full picture. It's just not – like, <laughs> I see what you're saying, but – Lord, I don't, I don't know. All right, hey, listen, we're we're gonna agree to disagree. It, well, on well how about this? If you're that high on Mason, why are you looking to take nah, a? Back he's high on that. Whatever. He's, no, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, time out. We're talking about of the players available. There are plenty of running backs that I think are better than Mason. There's four guys in this draft that I would take over Mason that are going to be available past the fourth round. There's plenty of guys that I think are better than Mason as an overall or more dynamic than Jordan Mason in this draft. But I'm talking about what's on this roster right now, total complicity, like everything. everything yeah, yeah. on this roster right now, the second best running back is Elijah Mitchell. Running back, yes. But you said dynamic running back, which involves pass catching, and it's not Elijah Mitchell. Uh, it's uh, not. However you want to spin it, Elijah Mitchell is the second best running back on this team. Elijah I Mitchell is the. I, I argue with you that Elijah Mitchell is a better runner of the ball than he Christian He is McCaffrey the second right best running back on the team. All right. 
Runner of the ball, Elijah Mitchell. <laughs> Pass catcher, Christian McCaffrey. Overall, Christian McCaffrey. I'll I'll give you that. I'm I'm giving you Christian McCaffrey overall. I'm giving you that. But if I'm saying overall, the order is Christian McCaffrey, Mason, oh, man. Mitchell, TDP. I'm 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 telling you that's the order. It's it's and it's okay. That is okay to say. We don't have to just hold on to these guys because of their names or where they came. You know, I don't care about none of these dudes. But Mitchell <laughs> right. is, the, is the second best running back on this team. I don't care about none of these dudes. If right. Elijah Mitchell okay. was cut tomorrow, I wouldn't care. Mike, right. does Mason even have a catch? Oh my God! Here he goes. You know what? I got to use the bathroom. I'm gonna step That's away. That's a fair for a question. Second. So while you use the bathroom, I'm gonna check and see that that. Uh, oh. <laughs> I love Mike, but man, woof. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. I'm a 49 Oh, wait, this is just a postseason, I think. Zero regular season catches. <laughs> what the hell is Mike talking about? Hey, wait, how many does Mitchell have? More than zero. That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> He's the best pass catching. <laughs> No, but I'm serious though. He like told I understand Uzcheck is a fullback, but he's pretty damn good out of the backfield as a receiver too. I mean, that's now, probably now he doesn't. Elijah Mitchell did not have many uh, receptions, but between postseason and regular season, he had five uh, for 32 yards. So I mean, obviously that's not earth shattering. 22 in his career, 22 receptions in his career. Obviously, he's only been with the Niners two years, and he's missed a lot of games. Yeah, he's missed a lot of games, but. That's it's, it's hard. It's hard for me to say that a guy that has zero catches, yeah, zero goose egg <laughs> donut, is a better. Oh, he's a better pass catcher. He's a better overall back than Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, no. I, I don't know, Tony. I don't know. I, I listen. I like Mason. I like the way he runs. He runs hard. He's tough. He, he doesn't go down easily. But he's more between the tackles, but he's like a game finisher. Like they bring him in, you know, they want to run the clock out. Just give it to him and he pounds it right through the middle. And he gets yards. He gets yards by the chunk. But to say he's a better complete back than Mitchell, I, I just Yeah. I even know. when Mitchell with five catch. Hey Mike. You you want to tell him or you want me to tell him? You want to tell yeah, him? Bro. You go ahead and tell him. I, hey, listen, before y'all do this, <laughs> I want y'all to look at percentage wise, not over. <laughs> Not overall numbers. Okay, because, look at percentage. Because the percentage of catches that Jordan Mason has is zero because he has zero catches. <laughs> no, that's not true. Y'all, y'all know, y'all know what goes. Well, all right, you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe this past season. No, no, no. What what season do y'all look at? Maybe this past season, y'all might be right. He's a rookie. No, because we had no, no, he's no Jordan, Jordan Mason, Mason was here last year. No, he's a rookie, he's a rookie last season. <laughs> Are you thinking of somebody so else? Y'all, so y'all are telling me Jordan Jordan Mason don't have any catches for, as a 49er? Nothing. Y'all are telling me Jordan Mason don't have any pa- any pass catches? Yo, wherever you got that hookah from, I'll go back and check it out, bro. Because I, he's got Jordan Mason catches. has no receptions oh, as a 49er? Oh, no. oh, it's getting hot in here. Hold on. Oh, he just cropped it up. <laughs> Now I gotta look just this looked shit it up. up. 
There's no way, <laughs> bro. Every been... third down, the 49ers Mike, bro, you got my back sweating, bro. My back, my back starting to sweat. I'm getting hot in here. All right, it's over. It's a wrap. It's over. <laughs> I ain't, I'm, I'm. There's no way. There's no way. There's oh. no way. I can't be imagining Ooh. this. Oh, I God. feel like I saw the Niners throwing the ball to Jordan Mason all the time. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Are y'all serious right now? Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Oh. He really oh. don't have a single reception <laughs> for the Niners? Oh, man. <laughs> All right. You know what? That's cool. I was wrong. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I was wrong. I was wrong. All right. So. <laughs> Ooh, bro, my arm is starting y'all. to sweat. I'm going to take a uh, shot. Yo, am I the only person that remembers Jordan Mason catching a pass to the flat on the on the right side of the offense? Maybe he did in the preseason. Oh, no, but that don't count. He did it multiple <laughs> times, bro. That's crazy. I just oh, looked it up, and I don't see a single reception. No, it's zero. That can't, that can't be right. Is that real? I don't even know if he had a target. Yeah, that, that's what this is saying. All right, so I was wrong. Someone in but the chat says, "All right, wait, 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 wait." Am I the only one, one of y'all? Negative one yard. Am I the, am I the only one of y'all that thought that Jordan Mason was the was the third down back for the Niners from Matt Long? And all of us were wondering why. All jokes aside, during the season we kept saying it's third down. They're going to Jordan Mason. Am I the only one that remembers that? Like that was a thing. <laughs> yes, you are. Oh, bro. I'm sorry. Wait, you you don't remember that? I swear to I swear to God that was the thing. Oh, they said I'm thinking of Hasty. You know what? They're right. <laughs> They're right. They're right. It was fucking Hasty. I said that earlier. Right. I said You're Hasty right. was you a did. third down back. They you would did. throw the ball to. I was thinking of Hasty. Y'all, I apologize. That's that's who I was thinking of. I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> it was no no no. They're they're 100 right. It was it was Hasty. Because oh. remember, I was like, no, he was doing it last year. <laughs> Mason wasn't even here last year. I'm I'm wrong. I I'll eat that. That's on me. Crow on my face, egg on my face, whatever. Bro, that was a I good laugh. I ain't gonna lie. I'm, that was a good I'm laugh. So sorry. I was thinking about Hasty. I am super duper sorry. I was wrong. I was thinking about Hasty. Hasty was the Niners' third down guy all the time, and it was pissing me off. I'm sorry. Yes. It was Hasty. I'm sorry. So I was wrong. That's on me. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Damn. All right. Let's change subjects so I don't have to keep talking about this shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. All right. So here's our last topic for tonight. Uh, I'm going to go to uh, our 49ers uh, latest rumors and news. The 49ers had the local pro day. Uh, they brought in a bunch of people to uh, work out and all. And we're, I want to talk about these guys. I want to see if you guys have any thoughts on this. Okay. Um, can you guys see the screen here? Not yet. It didn't show up yet. All right, let me go back here. Uh, let me let me take this off of. Uh... <laughs> Somebody said Mike needs to go back to cigars. <laughs> no, 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 they're, 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 no. They're 100% right. I'm not. I'm not mad at anybody saying that. I oh, I got uh oh, I got hasty mixed up with um, Mason. I apologize. that was on me. 100%. That was on me. That was on me. Um, they brought in a punter. They brought in a kicker. They brought in uh, three quarterbacks. They board in one, two, three, four, five, six corners. 
They brought in uh, two running backs, one fullback. They brought in a ton of safeties, one, two, three, four, five, six safeties. They brought in uh, one, two, three, four tight ends, two linebackers, one center, uh, two guys issued as just offensive linemen, and then they brought in a plethora of receivers uh, and a couple of defensive linemen here. Um, guys, do any names on this list stand out to you guys? Uh, go to the corners real quick. Oh, definitely. Rajon Wright and uh, the, the kid out of USC. Beckton? Yeah, I think Makai Beckton. Do we see him? Yeah, he's right there. Not, Bla- yeah. That was a Blackman? Uh, Blackman, Blackman, yeah. Blackman, Blackman. yeah. Makai Beckton is uh, the, the officer. Is the jet, Makai right? Blackman, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, those two guys, definitely very intriguing. And I started watching some film on uh, Rajon Wright. A lot of us might remember him from uh, Last Chance U, playing for Laney College out, out there in California. Saw him out there in Stockton, you know. But uh, Rajon Wright, long, you know, 6'3", 6'2", 6'3", cornerback, doesn't lack confidence at all. Very, very interesting uh, to see him there. Uh, I personally know the tight end uh, that should be there, Andre Kelly. He has a a basketball player at Cal Berkeley, 6'8", but he worked out as a tight end there. And uh, I had worked out with him, like, last week. And he had told me that he was going to be doing the 49ers uh, local pro day. So uh, I'm familiar with him, of course. All right. Uh, Tony, you and I have been going a little bit deep in this uh, this draft process. Is there anybody on this list whose name you had uh, as someone uh, to watch for the Niners potentially maybe getting? Um. Uh, I'll, I'll read the. I, you know what? I'll read. I'll read the names really quick. Uh, just, just so I like Hayner. I like Hayner from Fresno State. The quarterback. Yeah, Jake yeah. Hayner is is very interesting uh, as a prospect, especially depending on how you know Forty Niners plays out. But I, I'd assume, and Peacock and I have talked about this, on locked on Forty Niners, that the Forty Niners will. I mean, they have to add another arm because right now the only guys that are like legit going to be able to throw the ball throughout OTAs. It's Trey Lance and Sam Darnold. Like you have to add. I'd assume they add a third arm, and even heading the preseason. You mean a fourth? A fourth? A fourth arm? Well, I'm not counting Brock because I don't think he would participate in any on-field action during OTAs. And I think even when you get to training camp, I think he'll be somewhat limited uh, to some extent. So you have to add, yes, a fourth arm, but I mean a third arm in the sense of uh, Trey and, and Sam Darnold. And I could see Jake okay. Hayner being like that, like that so type of guy. We have punter Jamison Sheehan, kicker Peyton Henry, quarterback Jake Hayner, uh, quarterback Ike Agbugu, Agbugu, Agbogu. I'm sorry. Uh, quarterback Tanner McKee, corner Makai Blackman, corner Ethan Bonner, corner Derek Langford, corner Nehemiah Shelton. Corner Tariq Bracey, corner Rajon Wright, running back Chris Brooks, running back Jordan Mims. Mims is nice. Okay. Uh, Fullback Houston Hemuli. Safety Tyreek James. Safety Tyreek Mack. 
safety John Torchio, safety Delano Ware, safety Bennett Williams, safety Kendall Williamson, tight end Justin Malone, tight end J.J. Jones the second, tight end Caleb Phillips, tight end Andre Kelly, linebacker Austin Ajake, linebacker uh, Kyle Harmon, linebacker, oh, this dude made it here. Yo, I like, I'm sorry. Linebacker Henry Tutu, uh, I don't know how to say his last name. I've been, I've been trying to figure out how to say this. And this dude from Alabama, he's, I like this guy. All right. Uh, center Corey Luciano, uh, offensive lineman Wade Willett, offensive lineman Jack Wilson, wide receiver Elijah Cooks, wide receiver Elijah Harper, Harper, wide receiver Nico Remigo, Remigio, I'm sorry, Remigio, Nico Remigio, wide receiver Pierre Williams, wide receiver Kikoa Crawford, wide receiver Michael Wilson, defensive lineman Gabe Reed, defensive lineman P.J. Huff, defensive lineman Junior Fioco, and defensive lineman Isaiah Foskey. Oh, Foskey's a local kid? Yeah, from Antioch, California. Okay, yeah, uh, Fosky. That's a long, lengthy. Um, he's more of a kind of a off, like a three-four outside linebacker. Kind of reminds me of kind of Eli Harold. But I mean, he was a guy who I think people would have maybe thought would have been like a first rounder, uh, you know, kind of during the season. But I mean, I don't, you know, obviously there's a lot of hype during the year. But he's a legit edge rusher out of Notre Dame, though. And none of their none of their edge guys participated. I don't think. I think out of the five that they had, maybe two of them participated. The other three were just kind of standing there watching. Um, but yeah, like I, I like that running back from Fresno State, Mims. And this year, the Quack. I don't know if you watched the East West Shrine game. There were some talented guys in that game. I was very impressed with some of those players in that game. Uh, Mims was definitely one of them. Uh, Ricky Stromberg was in that game. Uh, Jose Ramirez, the edge guy from Eastern Michigan, undersized guy, but speed guy would bend off the edge. There's a lot of talented players in that game. And I came away really impressed. Matter of fact, I was watching it the other day again, just watching these guys. And and there was a lot of talent there. Yeah. I think the only name on this list, well, there's, there's two, but you guys talked about, uh, the quarterback already, but, uh, Rajan Wright. Is a guy whose name I uh, I remember from looking over uh, some of the prospects in my uh, Rajon Wright and Henry Tuo uh, Tuo. I, I hope I'm saying that right. Tuo Tuo. Yeah. Um, from Alabama. He was a guy at Tennessee, transferred to Alabama. Um, he's a bit undersized, and I think he plays like a coverage linebacker. But he kind of fits with what the 49ers have had with guys like Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, where like traditionally they're not like these thumpers, but they've kind of developed into that in the NFL, but more of kind of coverage guys like heading to the NFL. And I think uh, 202 is like that. Um, I have to get out of here, guys, because my laptop's about to die. It's on 2%, but uh, I appreciate y'all having me on. All right, Croc. Thanks for jumping in, man. We appreciate you, man. Have a good night, all right? Hey, we're going to do this. We're going to do this again. <laughs> yes, sir. I meant, I meant, I meant to say hasty, not Mason. My bad. Yeah. All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right Joe.
All right, Crocker, be safe, bro. That's my that's our guy, Eric Crocker, there, man. I'm I can't believe I did that. And I was like on it too. Like I, I was not letting up on that. You were so that adamant was, about it. It's the best thing, though. That's crazy. It's so funny, bro. That is cr- I was really, really like on it too. Like, damn. I mean, I can't be embarrassed in front of this crowd because they, they know me by now. I would tell you off if I was like just fluffing it, but I really I was thinking hasty and was talking about freaking Mason the whole time. Y'all are 100% right. Um, any Anything that we think we should be looking at on the, on this list, man? I, I'm happy to see uh, at least three or four names that were on our radars for this draft process, Tony. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I, I was happy to see at least a couple of names that we liked on here. Um, only one center? That's a little alarming to me. Just one center and Luciano. Um I think the Niners are going to need help at the at that position. Um, in a handful of safeties, I don't know where these guys guys play. We have to go back and take a look to see uh, if they're if they're uh, box safeties or free safeties. I don't have any any answers there. Uh, Rajon Wright is a guy that I I don't know where my folder is, but I can show you guys. I have him marked for the 49ers here from Oregon. Um, He's someone that I thought would be a good fit, and if we could groom him for a year, he'd be okay. And then 2020, the linebacker from now Alabama. Um, Any other names that you want to highlight before we get out of here? On that list, no. There's just uh, I like the two guys from Fresno State. The 2020 guys is uh, is solid, but you got to remember these are just local guys. These don't don't freak out. There was only one kicker there, one punter. It's literally just guys from that Bay Area that just come in for an opportunity to work out. Some of the guys right. didn't participate, like I said earlier. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't look too deep into that list. Uh, let me ask you this question, though, right? So, knowing that there was a kicker and a punter on there, um, do you think that the Niners brought those guys in to test return men? Or do you think that they brought them in because they're looking for replacements for the guys they have on the roster? Or both? No, I mean, they're just working them out. Potentially as a call-up guy, if they need a left-footed kicker, you know, if they're if a team has a left-legged kicker. Um, <laughs> if they're playing an opposing team that has a left-footed kicker, it'll bring a guy that kicks left-footed to, you know, get the return guys used to the spin on a left-foot kick. Um you know, it's just basic due diligence. It's a, it's an opportunity to throw a Niners jersey on and go out and work out and try to make a name for yourself. So, I mean, I wouldn't panic on that list. There are a couple guys. Um, but I'm not going crazy over that list. I'm right. more focused on the 30s right now, the top 30 visits, see what's okay. going on with that. Uh, and if you guys want a, an in-depth uh, breakdown of who the Niners brought in for their 30 for 30 visits, um, Steph – has a really, really good list. She's been keeping a solid track of that uh, all offseason. Uh, Steph Sanchez. So make sure you guys check her out. Check out her Twitter. She's got a good list there. Uh, TL asked, uh, was Jalen Cropper on that list? He was not. Jalen Cropper was not on that list of local guys. Um, let's get to these super chats here, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, we'll wrap the show up. I'm, I was happy. I had a lot of fun doing the show, man. You guys were phenomenal. So I want to thank you guys again for all of that um 
if you guys, this is your last chance to be a part of the show. So we're doing super chats only. If you guys have any more, send them in really quick. All right. Um, Spencer Burford played well at right guard. Do you think a veteran offensive guard who started 17 games really came here to sit the bench? I think Burford moves right tackle. Um, Tia, I'll go first here before we we get word from Tony. Um, this is what I was talking about. Tony and I have been trying to figure out all offseason why the 49ers were shuffling him in and out. I think they wanted him to get some experience using the right hand and right foot as a lead hand uh, and responding because he played on the left side before. Um, and I think they might be looking to move him to right tackle. I'll be completely honest with you, man. And I would not be surprised if this is how our offensive line started uh, at the beginning of the season week one with Burford at right tackle. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Not not one little bit. Tony, uh, what are your thoughts on this here? Yeah, I mentioned it earlier. Um, you know, the, they give themselves ample opportunities by how they use the free agent market. They want to solidify inside. You go in and you bring Feliciano, who started for the Giants last year at center, but has played left and right guard. So you bring him in, right? Brunskill moves on. He's getting paid a decent salary. If I, I think off the top of my head, it's like two nine five. That could be up to like four million dollars within playing incentives. I think just off the top of my head. Um, so it, it tells me that they're looking, they're giving themselves options, and they're looking for competition wise, right? Everyone wanted to see the Poe. Everyone seated, wanted to see the Zakel. Well, they retained. Um, Damn, I had a brain fart. What's the center's name again? Uh, Brendel. Brendel. They retained Brendel. Yeah. All right. It's 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 listed as a four year deal. I honestly think it's probably a one and one. Um. Yeah. It's, it's a two year, but they can get out after one probably. So one one. It's probably like four one year deals to be honest with you. I didn't get a chance to look at it, but <clears throat> with that being said, they have options right and and that's what i love about this team on how they manipulate the free agent market to fill their quote-unquote holes or needs or openings if you will and then they give them full go in the draft full so his contract that he signed it's four-year deal for 16 million Mm -hmm. and the out is in 2024 uh so i guess you're right which is next year. Yeah, 2024 is, the, is, is next year. Yeah. One year, $5 million. But it says 2.7 million dead cap. So, yeah, they have a very, very early out uh, starting next year. So now you have to look at the draft and say, okay, well, now is will they go center early if there's a center there? So there's options. Um, and, and that's <clears throat> that's something I said earlier. Was Burford drafted to be the right tackle to replace McGlinchey? Look at the track record, right? I know what Croc talked about. Banks drafted in the second round. He should be on the field playing. They gave him an opportunity to take over the right guard spot or compete for the right guard spot. It didn't work out. The body wasn't right. He, he wasn't in NFL. He wasn't ready for the NFL. Um, so what did they do? They redshirted him. Um, you know, then, then all the people started panicking. Oh, he's a bust. He's this. He's that. Well, I think the real plan was to be the left guard for Tomlinson, but they wanted the opportunity to get their best five on the field. So it's 
The same thing with Burford, right? They announced him as a, as a tackle. They put him at the right guard spot. Like Mike said, switching his, switching his whole demographic of his body, become a righty instead of using your lefty. And now he played the right guard spot. He got starting experience. He was platooned in and out with Brunsko for whatever reason. I don't know. Now you have a hole at right tackle. So is that what we're going to see? And I think these three picks, the last three picks on night two of the draft, is going to tell you a lot. It's going to tell you a lot what they feel about that right tackle spot. So, you know, your whole objective is to get better from the previous season and what you have. And I think the Niners did get better on the offensive line as far as the right guard spot because they added the Feliciano. You still have the Poe, the Zakel. They, they retained Brendel as the starting center, who was an alternate Pro Bowl center behind Jason Kelsey. So there's positives here. There's flexibility here, and this is what you want. Absolutely. And by the way, guys, if the Niners went out there and drafted this, like, knockout guy who just shocked us all as a center, like, they can even move on from Jake this season. This season. Uh, his dead cap hit this year is only 4.49. Uh, so, I mean, they can move on from whenever. However, that does say backup center position, like security blanket. So I would keep him here and, and around for the, at least just this season. Uh, I, I like Jake Rendell, and kudos to him for making the Pro Bowl, right? He was a Pro Bowl alternate, uh, if I'm not mistaken, or was he a Pro Bowl starter? I don't remember, but he was a Pro Bowl guy this past season, uh, his first year as a starter with Kyle Shanahan, so I like it. Um, Preston Williams says, Tony, I finally got that hat. I'm going to go full screen here on Tony. Show that hat, man. Let him know what it is, bro. Show show off the goodies right there. That's what I'm talking about. Now, now this hat is a little weird to me. I have a lot of fitted hats, and they don't look like that. They're not shaped like What kind of hat is that, Tony? It's a flex fit hat. It's uh-huh. fitted. It's definitely fitted. It's just flex fit. So it's got the elastic band around the base. That's yeah. that's what the difference is. See, mine is like a one size. Like when I order a, a fitted hat, it's eight, it's eight, eight and a half. Like that's yeah. it. You know, yours is uh multiple sizes in one in one doing. The so flex fit is small, medium, large, extra large. Right. Yeah. And you got multiple sizes and weights in there. So all right, cool. That's that's what's up. I like that. Um Kudos to Preston for finally getting the hat, man. Hope you enjoy it. All right. Uh, 49ers George365 says, one glove is only for a quarterback or holder. And this was uh, when we were talking about <laughs> running backs. Yeah. The dangerous yeah, I, pass catcher. I don't remember talking about running backs, so I'm not going to discuss <laughs> it again. Oh, God. I'm not going to discuss running backs there anymore so all right man uh thank you guys very much for the super chats we appreciate you guys man you guys were absolutely phenomenal tony man let's wrap this show up here uh we're gonna go with uh some final thoughts now man it's time it's time to put this show to bed we're gonna go home uh tony thanks for jumping in here eric crocker was a phenomenal guest as well i want to thank you all for watching the entire time Uh, i'm gonna go back to solo screen and get my man tony man Give us your final thoughts, bro. What you got for us? Uh, shit. Well, it's getting close. You're going to hear some uh, rumors of potential trades coming up because the draft is approaching 
quickly, not quick enough, but it's coming. Um, I'm excited for it, looking forward to it. I'm still behind from where I was last year at this time as far as prepping for the draft. Um, but it's going to be interesting. I think the Niners have, like, you know, free reign in this draft. They don't need one thing. They could just make their roster better at any position that they feel that they could with the draft selection that they have. Um, so with that being said, um, I, I'm really looking forward to this. I think this draft could be very helpful for this team for potentially this year and definitely in 2024. Um, but that's another show we'll get into talking about the, how the roster looks and the cap situation for 2024. Um, but yeah, it's coming and it's not coming fast enough and I'm really excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. And, um, yeah, I'm going to try to get my uh, preparation game up for the draft to try to catch up, but I'm behind big time. It's all good, man. You know, we are, we are all or we're both a little bit behind uh, in our draft preparation this year. Uh, we don't even have our big board set. I think by this time last year, we had our big board set. Uh, but you know what? It's okay, man. We'll get it taken care of. We're gonna we're working it out. Uh, we're trying to figure out the logistics of it all. We're trying to figure out what's worth doing and not doing. Uh, but we will have a draft show, even if we're in our own individual homes. Usually, uh, the last three years, you guys have seen Tony and I together at least uh, in one place in one space uh, with at least two different camera angles to show you guys the draft and the draft board. Uh, but we will have it all figured out and worked out. I promise you guys that. Um, in the meantime, though, guys. Just just stay prepared, man. Um, we are bringing you guys a lot of good content here. Uh, and there are plenty of other 49ers content creators out there that are doing the same as well. Um, I won't speak on, on the content itself, but I will promise you this. When you guys watch Nothing But Niners, you're going to get really, really good energy every single episode. It's going to get you excited. It's going to get you talking. It's going to get you laughing. Um, you guys are going to be uh, having a really, really good time watching our shows. So I hope that you guys continue to tune in, uh, set your alarms, subscribe, put on those notifications, and we're going to keep rocking out, man. You guys have been nothing but phenomenal. I appreciate you all. And yes, eight and a half fitted. That was the biggest size that I was able to find during my days. Guys, I've had a big head before the dreads. I promise you. I promise you my head was massive before the dreads. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. Thank you all for rocking out with us. Tony, you ready to go home, man? Because I know I am. Yes. Oh, wait. You got a lot. Is this the last minute one? Oh, there was one more. Oh, yes, there was. Uh, he says, Mike. What did he say? Mike, there was a W. Smith. Oh, my God. Then there was Mike and Jordan Mason. <laughs> Epic. I almost dropped Kanan when I heard that. Be blessed, man. Look, I don't. What's, what's W Smith? I don't even know who that was. Who there was? There was W Smith. Who was Smith? Who was W Smith? Oh, Jordan Mason. Look, all I know was this: there was a guy that was a good pass catcher for the 49ers. Okay, I messed up. I said the wrong name. I called the wrong name. I'm okay with that. I know who I was talking about. It happened to be Mason. I mean, not Mason. Uh, Hasty. That's not what he's talking Wait, that's not what he's talking about. Will Smith? It's the hair? What? 
I, I don't know what they're talking. I don't know, guys. God dang it, Sean! I can't decipher this right now, man. I don't. I don't know what you're trying to say, but I love you and I appreciate you. I love Canaan. I pray for you guys daily, man. I hope you guys are doing well. I pray for your family. I, I pray for good things for all of our viewers out there, man. Um, there's a lot of you guys that are on my prayer list, and I do not say that tongue in cheek. All right, I I say that with all sincerity. Uh, my guy Troy is out there. He is on my prayer list. Uh, Sean is there. Um, Casey is on the prayer list. I don't even know if you guys know who that is. I don't think she comments in the live. She told me she's in. She's in here. Um, Amber is on the prayer list. Um, there's just a, there's a lot of you guys that I really go out of my way. And when I do my daily prayers, uh, I read those names off. Um, and and I appreciate you guys. All right. So all I know is this: just stay tuned. We're going to have more shows for you guys. If you're not on the Patreon, you're missing more good stuff over there. So make sure you guys check it out. I literally will be in the middle of doing a show and just pick up the phone and call somebody and be like, yo, what do you think about this? And they're like, yo, what are you talking about? Hey, I'm, I'm live. Don't say anything bad. Just answer my question and I'll let you go. Like those are the kind of things you get over on the Patreon. So make sure you guys get on over there. Uh, I appreciate you all. You guys be safe. 49er Chanel, I see you, man. You be good too. Chanel was on my prayer list. Oh my goodness. There's so many people. There's so many people. And I have no problem. I'll read a thousand names a night if I feel like it'll help. All right. So you guys continue to subscribe, continue to rate, review, and let us know what your thoughts are. Shoot us an email if you have topics that you want us to discuss. My man Tony is here. I am here. Wayne is here. And believe it or not, NY to the Bay is here as well. All right. And uh, guys, when draft time rolls around, we're going to be here. This is the place you want to be. Don't miss out. That's all I can say. It's going to be a lot of fun. Tony, have you ever had halal wings? Just, or halal food. It's like it's so halal means like it's made from like, oh, how do, how do I explain it? It's not like we had uh, it in California. We had what in California? Halal guys. That was the name of the place. Was it Halal Food? I don't think so. It's false advertisement. If it's not, no. Well, I don't know. I mean, all right. So you you could be right. You could be right. But it that that is uh, any food product that is prepared um, with Islamic law and in accordance to the Quran. There's no pork. There's no alcohol. Uh, there's no like nasty products in it. The food texture is just different. And there's a place down the street for me that has halal wings. The chicken falls off the bone, bro. It was so damn good, Tony. Now, I haven't tried their boneless. I know you're a boneless guy. That is next up. I'll try it uh, and I'll let you know how it is. But halal chicken wings on the bone. Mwah. A plus, absolutely A plus. So, uh, guys, we'll see you soon. Tony, let's go home, man. I'm tired, bro. Prepare for Me glory. Too. Anticipate pain. And always remain faithful. We're out of here, guys. Peace. We all gas, no brakes, pumped up. No fakes, we spinning, we winning, we high stakes, we never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method, man, we bring pain.
I'ma confess it We under the pressure If you looking to find us